Welcome to this special bonus mini-series that we've put together to talk about all nine types and how we respond to different times of stress and crisis. We're going to be explaining the arrows in some more detail. We're giving you some practical things you can do from today that will help you find freedom from some of these struggles. I'm Seth, I'm a creative and I'm from Adelaide. And I'm Serena, a coach and I live in Melbourne and we're excited to have you join us for The Nine Design. So the way this mini-series works is we've created these small bite-sized episodes that we want to share quickly with you guys so that you can have tangible, practical tools that you can put into practice right now. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at type twos. So like the rest of the world, we have been in our houses for the better part of the last two months, if not longer for some people. Uh, I'm in Adelaide, Serena is in Melbourne, and we're recording this remotely. We are coming into the final stages of this strange situation that we're all finding ourselves in. In the near future, we will be entering into more freedoms, uh, things opening up again, getting back to kind of normal life. Serena and I have been able to reflect on some of the the feelings and frustrations and stresses that uh, we have all been feeling over the last few months. And we think it's really, really important to take some time to process that because when we're in survival mode, reflecting on our own lives and the way we are thinking on the inside is often very easy for us to push aside and we just act out of instinct or whatever it might be. And so it's really important for us to put this together to help you guys and us as well to think why are we behaving in this way? Why over the last month have these things been really frustrating or these particular actions coming out of me that I'm just not used to seeing? It's so important right now to remember that the any is a, an empathy tool. To have empathy for the different types of people that we find ourselves maybe in isolation with, to not assume we know what they're thinking, feeling, why they're doing the things that they're doing, but actually to have more grace and to extend that to the people around us. Even the people who we're seeing on Zoom all the time, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit Zoomed out, I don't know about you. So it's, um, it's helpful to go, well, it's actually some people don't mind being on Zoom for hours while others struggle with that. So there's just some new things that have popped up that is just not natural to the way we normally live. This raises a lot of different things in our lives and just to be mindful of the different lenses that we all wear, you know, that we see things in yeah. nine different ways. And so it's just really helpful to be reminded of that. Right. And we tend to assume you might know the people really well and we kind of know how they're going to act or know how we're going to act. And it's very easy for that to not happen the way we think, which then will cause more confusion and feelings that we might not be used to feeling. So... What we want to do is expand on arrows. You may remember in episode two, I mentioned that we're going to talk and add more colors in the future. We're just going to sketch it. Well, we're going to add some colors today about how arrows work and how we can pull good and uh, some unhealthy things from these arrows. So each type has these, these two arrows that connect them to other types around the Enneagram circle. So the arrows moving away from your number type is where you're borrowing some of the average to unhealthy behaviors from that type. 
And the arrow moving toward your number, it's actually borrowing some of the positive to healthy behaviors from the number it's come from. We can access all of these different behaviors and often people see the stress arrows, the type we move toward in stress as being a really negative thing. It's good to remember that it's actually giving us more behaviors, more resources to tap into. It's deepening our well of behaviors. It's not limiting it. Actually, it's expanding upon all the different behaviors and and things that we have access to. It doesn't limit us. It actually frees us. In light of that, we want to give some really practical tangible things that you can be doing right now to help you grow through those behavioral things, but also growing on a spiritual level so that in these times of stress and crisis, we have a way to move forward and not to be stuck in that. So picture yourself in a river or in a stream and you want to get somewhere quick. The easiest way to go is downstream. You don't have to paddle or anything hard. That's what we call a downstream practice. This will be the, the things that come to you naturally. You don't have to put lots of effort into it. Kind of easy. And then we've got these upstream practices. And imagine swimming upstream. You can do it, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be more challenging to to reach the goal that you're aiming at. But these upstream practices are often really, really needed. They're just not what we would naturally go to. So if you can put in the hard work of this spiritual growth, upstream stuff, really, really important to focus on. So for each of the types that we're talking through, we're going to give you the downstream practices and the upstream practices to help you deal with this particular situation. let's talk about type twos. So type twos are in the heart center and their core struggle is shame. They're highly relational and they're motivated by feeling needed and appreciated and wanted. So Serena, how have you seen some of your type two friends reacting in this particular time? Yeah, some of my type two friends, they've really struggled. They felt helpless when their whole thing is being a helper, they love helping people. Right. So to feel helpless is a really scary feeling for a type two. The natural ways to be helping, cooking, going over to the house, mm. comforting, hugs, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. He's kind of like, nope, you can't do any of that. You can uh-huh. just wave. And that would be, that would be really hard. Yeah. The concept of social distancing for a type two is really painful. I can imagine feeling cut off from those ones that they love and from being able to help them. It's just really, I said, would it compound the isolation. Yeah. To do nothing would feel super counterintuitive for a, a type two. They love putting their love into action. So that's a really tough place to ask a type two to sit in that place of inaction. Right. In saying that, there's lots that a type two can do to reach out to their loved ones. Some of my friends have gotten creative with me. But yeah, it's been really interesting to see the different ways the type two has to kind of learn, adapt and change the way they would normally respond. And some of them, you know, could be really enjoying the feeling of of the pressure being taken off yeah. to reach out and help people and that they could just be focusing on their immediate family or their immediate friends or whoever's right in front of them or li- who lives with them in their home. So it could potentially be a freeing season for a type two as well, depending on their perspective of it. 
So the, the two arrows that are connected to a type two point to an eight and to a four. So in a stressful time, type twos will take on some of the eights behavior. And in a healthy time, they will take on some of the healthy behaviors of a type four. So under a bit of stress, what are some of the eight type behaviors that, that you have seen or you will see in type twos? Yeah, type two, they often would kick into like a, a doing mode. If they can't physically help the people around them by doing the things they would normally do, they might be wanting to quickly like clean the house, keep their environment really clean around them, make sure their files are organized or their wardrobe is sorted. So how, how is that different from a type two's doing? Like how is that a type eight's behavior? Is there a difference there? Yeah, I, I think it would just lean into the the whole I can have I can't have control over the fact that I can't go out and do what I normally would do, but I can have control over this. In that sense, I think it's more of a, from an eight motivation of, right. you know So like a two would be doing it because they really want to help something, mm, whereas mm. An, an unhealthy eight behavior might be doing it to control the situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And keeping the environment around them calm and clean and organized and tidy would help the feeling within them that is feeling like chaos, is feeling all over the place, is feeling helpless. So I think that outside calm can contribute to an inside calm for a type two. Which we know would cause, if that isn't happening, cause some irritation and probably anger, which for a two would just heap some of that, the shame on them because mm. they know I, I shouldn't be angry. I could like, that's, that's not who I am. Mm. And so if you're a two and in this time you've recognized you're starting a lot more arguments and you're seeming a little bit more aggressive or angry mm. and you're wondering, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. It's good to know that these are some of the unhealthy behaviors that you're mm. tapping into. To. And just to know where it's coming from and why it's happening is is probably a good a good start. So in health, a type two would borrow some of the the healthy behaviors of a type four. So having the opportunity to tap into their own feelings, to self reflect, to not be always chronically thinking about others, yeah. and so to to have this time where they can actually sit and tap into their own feelings, super healthy for them right now. So this ties into them taking care of themselves above above others where it's always the other way around. It's always people, other people first and them second mm -hmm. or them last. So taking care of themselves first, then the people around them, that's more of a type four thing to do because all heart center people are people oriented, but their focus is slightly different. So for the two, it's outwards. For the three, it's inwards and outwards. And for the four, it's inwards. So to take on some of that inward reflection of the type four is super great for a type two right now. And them being able to make decisions out of the core of who they are and not from a fear of losing the affection and the love of those around them is also a super great growth point for a type two. Let's talk about some of the spiritual growth, some of the spiritual practices that type twos can be doing in this time. What would some of the easy downstream practices be that twos might naturally be already doing or could lean into pretty easily? As you can imagine, your friendship is a natural downstream thing for a type two. Mm -hmm. They're great at friendship. They, they make great friends. But to foster some deep spiritual friendships would be a, a super healthy practice that would increase their connection to God through being able to receive the love and the counsel and the help from other people coming into that place of humility, which is the virtue of a type two, rather than always being the one mm. who is the, the counselor, who is the helper, the person to give 
give what's needed but to be able to sit and receive is a place of great growth for type 2 spiritual plus personal growth yeah and that would be connecting in with maybe one or two people specifically twos will naturally connect with a lot of people so to have this practice of honing in on the really close people and being vulnerable and open is a great practice for twos what would be an upstream practice something that might not even come to a two's mindset they might not even think about it but it's a really important and healthy thing for a two to be doing there's something called centering prayer to slow down and be still before God without needing to do anything. And that's so great for a type two who loves doing things and being very active and being very uh, proactive in their their love and their relationships mm. to actually slow down and sit and soak and not be proactive would feel very counter, but actually is a place of growth. Right. These upstream practices, they feel like their hard work they feel like they're going against the grain but that's actually where we're growing the Mm. most we'll be talking about these kind of practices in more detail in season two but centering prayer is is something that is super great for a type two to start putting into their lives yeah i love that just embracing the the need the neediness of a two because that will not be a natural feeling to recognize and highlight i need help and to find that in god is is really good So there you have it. This is part of our mini series on how different types in the Enneagram deal with crisis. I hope you found something in here that was helpful tool that you can be implementing straight away as far as spiritual growth is concerned, something tangible that you can be doing uh, these practices. In season two, we're going to be talking a lot more about levels of health, spiritual formation and spiritual practices. This is just a little bite-sized taster of what's to come because we feel like it's really important, especially in this particular time of crisis, for us to be talking this stuff through and hopefully helping each other out in that. Now you've heard me mention that I'm a coach and we feature coaching tips regularly as part of the Nine Designs social media and podcast content. We really feel that coaching is a key tool that empowers you to grow through self-understanding and equips you to move beyond your current personal limitations. For many going from listening to a podcast, stepping into coaching can feel like a big leap. So if it's something you might be interested in, but you have questions about, I'm offering a complimentary discovery call for our listeners. A discovery call is a 30-minute video call with me to talk about what coaching would look like for you and what your particular coaching needs are. You can contact me through the contact form on our website at www.the9design.com or by sending me an email. My email address will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you found this mini series helpful, we would love you to subscribe and share with your friends and follow us on social media. Leave us a review as it helps more people find us. And remember, you were designed to reflect the original.